Mm. And so I'm like, oh, I invited you. And you said no. But I even told him, I was like, hey, that's awesome. I still get credit, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Bam, we're live. Hey, what were you going to say, Hiller? I only didn't say anything. I was just looking <laughs> at the cards behind Blackman's head. Dude, crazy. Hey. I didn't realize the cards were that big. <laughs> yeah, hey. they come stock like that. You know what's crazy? I think you showed us those last week and the big ones. And I when I saw them, I, I didn't I didn't even know that they were big. I was like, God, those look awfully big. Is that what what am I looking at? I, I should have inquired. I know there was nothing in the picture for reference. And after I sent it, I was like, maybe they'll figure it out. I don't, I don't really care. I remember thinking it was a, either a really small table, like a really small desk or massive cards. Uh Hiller, did you get your Instagram account back? No crazy and and so so basically someone reported you for not having a business account when you that's what it looks like but then when you click on the button it says everything about community guidelines and it's it just like you were it, it legit says bullying in three separate versions of what, what could have gone wrong well i was told by i was told someone that in order for that to be like an instantaneous thing and not like a we'll investigate or you know you've been reported kind of thing you need like 20 plus people like you know simultaneously or within a half an hour reporting it so right who do you think has 20 plus people who are willing to report an account i don't know man i mean if i had that kind of intelligence i'd be saying aloha to how clever i was andrew filler hiller andrew filler andrew hiller from hiller fit hiller fit uh youtube no longer hiller fit instagram <laughs> oh Poor my me. god Hey guys, eventually it's, it comes out who does that stuff, and it's gonna be it's like so bad for you to, to attack people's livelihood. Like, do some other shit. Don't attack people's livelihood. Eventually it comes out. It's gonna look so fucking bad. It will be uh, Dude, brand, brand diminishing. Last month on Instagram, thirty made what? I made thirty three dollars last month on Instagram, and that was I, just taken from me. I'm kind of pissed. I don't mean in terms of the money, but I just mean in terms of the fact that it's your reach, right? So, like, I lost mine. It was I had a hundred thousand followers. I didn't. Uh, someone's going to correct me. No, you didn't. You had ninety one thousand or whatever. Um, I Could most of them were males. If you paid for them, most of them were males in India. But still, it it it, it it's just stu it's just stupid to do that to people. Uh, but, uh, the, the YouTube station is absolutely murdering it, um, over there at Hillerfit. His numbers have uh, doubled since last year, if not more. I remember when we used to joke around, can you imagine if you got 10,000 views on every video and now it's like that video yesterday, <laughs> that was one of the best experiences I've had watching anything that someone made. That was from That's start cool. to finish, from start to finish. That was just like, there was just, it was just perfect like i laughed even though i knew what was happening even though i even though i had seen it i laughed so many times like as hard if not harder as when i was watching it live and like the little things that often go unnoticed like there was a lot of really fucking obvious stuff in it but the little bits that often go unnoticed i just howled laughing at the like part of me wanted you mean the most to, humble man in crossfit video yeah yeah okay part part of me wanted uh, you picture in picture, like part of me wanted you wanted to see you watch it and respond in time. But then I also appreciated the cutaways and the like. What? Like it was. Oh, it's just magnificent. I, I legitimately turn into an owl when I say who sometimes. <laughs> I've watched it four times, 
and I watched it for the first time this morning when I got up. That's two hours of that, dude. That's a it's lot. Good. It's very good. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Have you so, received any negative feedback on it? Isn't that crazy? It's got it is- over 400 comments on it, and not one of them is negative at me. I wonder. I, was, I wonder how he's processing that. Like, if if he's if there's any part of it he's enjoying, or if it's just all just like fuck. Thing is, I wouldn't have done it had he had not had to talk about me on your show, man. Man, man, that's not like Steve even, and I. But even if show. even it had a, even even if it had been brought up, you know, like even if it it had fucking hell, even if it had been put to him. But the fact that it was instigated, do you know what I mean? That made it worse as well. The fact that it wasn't like Savan was like, hey, what are your thoughts? You know, like he brought it up because he wanted to talk about it because he, you know, he jumped in the pool. Like, yeah, I I was I didn't I didn't have on my question list. What do you think about Andrew Miller? It's like Aristotle's walking around and then all of a sudden, wait a minute. I had to talk about this guy. That's how I thought. (laughs) Oh, shit. It was out of freaking thin air. He went from Aristotle to TMZ. Very quick. Uh, 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 Chris Giles, whoever reported Hiller's a bitch. Well, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Karina Rain, thank you. Hey, what's up? What's up? Picture. Yeah, that's her house in the background. Uh, no, does she just see the picture so clearly? That's church, church. Because the, the the rest of us have like a real monitors. We're not on a 13 inch MacBook Pro or whatever you got. Like we have- don't do not start mocking the fucking laptop. One that he made you buy. Oh my goodness. Uh, we don't. We don't know. Screens now. We don't know what happened to um, Andrew's Instagram, but we're speculating. Um, uh, yeah. Speculating. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Say it. Someone said some stuff. There it is. Can you see that? Oh, no, no. Tell me. Read it to me. Read it to me. It just says we're reviewing your info. Oh, oh. I I don't know. There's no way that I wouldn't know who I am considering I have that blue check mark and they need your driver's license for it. So they know who I am. Oh, what, what do you mean? Like it's a verified account meaning. Right. Yeah, it's been verified. All right, uh, it's downtown Miami. Oh, I thought Karina. I actually thought it was like in front of a church or something. God, you got great hair. Um. All right. Uh, now mock him into getting a 4K monitor. Slowly, slowly, slowly. I'm gonna send you a 4K monitor. I'm gonna send Wait. you a 32 inch monitor. Yeah. 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 Hey, <laughs> did, does your does your computer have USB C? Look up if your computer can power a monitor. I think we're going to switch these shows to 4 o'clock so Pedro only has to stay up till midnight. I'll take that over a monitor. <laughs> okay, this is going to be a very short, 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 the shortest show, uh, CrossFit Games update show <laughs> yet, just so you guys know. Um, Scott Pancheck will be coming on in 23 minutes. Uh, sorry, take two. Saxon Pancheck will be coming on in uh, 22 minutes. I'm very curious what's going on over at Proven. I did see... Oh, before we talk about Proven, I do want to talk about that. I, I watched there. The, it said the athlete put out a video yesterday or a couple days ago or 19 hours ago that basically says the athletes are rolling back in and training has started. I only recognize one of them, ta- Taylor Williamson. But before we get to that, I want to show you something. I, I have no proof of this, but we have the expert Andrew Hiller in the house. And I want to show you this video of this guy. Oh, nice. This is a 100... This is 170 kilograms. 
This is not fair what I'm about to say about this guy. So I apologize to Igor uh, Klim team for saying this in advance. For a minute. Pardon is, this, is this proven? No, this <laughs> is not proven. Sorry, sorry. Dude, holy hell. I think that these kind of behaviors that we're witnessing are indicative of steroid use. <laughs> I know there's no, I know it's just completely, look at, look at. I don't like this is the kind of crazy shit you do if you're juiced up. I never did that. But I <laughs> something. I don't know. Uh is there a translation button? But I saw this and I'm like, okay, you probably gotta be like this is the kind of place your brain goes when you get juiced up. Uh, getting our muscles toned after the weekend reminder, soon there will be information on our competitions with non standard lifts. Oh, that's a non standard lift. It's definitely not standard. That's amazing. Should I try it? I please be careful. Hey, his um his technique is remarkable. I don't even know what the lift is, but that I can tell how elbow. remarkable it is. That far elbow yeah. is, is like what is happening there. Yeah, he's a brain surgeon. There's something like technical he's doing that's crazy. Just realize that he's turning the bar. That's what yeah. he's doing. I thought he was wiggling, but he's turning the bar. It's rolling up his back. So let me ask you: Is 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 he's clean? Is, is I that know where you're going. He's okay? Clean. All right, fine. All right, cool. So that's just dumb. That's just dumb. I don't think he, I don't think that dude's clean. But what do you think? Do you think when you start seeing guys do weird shit like that, that that could be a that there's like no they they didn't have anywhere else to go, so they're just like <laughs> it's just a correlate for too much testosterone. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, oh, okay, I don't think so, but I like it. Okay, all right, I like it. There's no truth to it, but you like my thinking. I do, yeah, and I'm, I'm willing to go with it. So next time I see something, I'll just ask him, "Hey, are okay. you on?" Okay. Uh, fair enough. Okay. Uh, proven athletes rolling back in. Uh, there was a guy named Will. Uh, I think it was a, a young lady named Jordan. I couldn't tell exactly. And then uh, someone named Brandon. I didn't know any of them. Uh, the great Taylor uh, Williamson um, from uh, Mayhem Team Fame uh, was also back at the Proven. She's kind of uh, bound to go back, though, right? Isn't she well, here's what's Johnston. Who, who say that again? She's married to Nick Johnston, right? And that's the, and that's the coach. Yeah, so she's like Steel. Or or he has to go back because she goes there. He's the CEO of CEO, Proven. dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> so much for that. Um. Uh. So the CEO trumps. Uh, I should have known better. Uh, top athlete. <laughs> yeah. So they're saying that that athletes are rolling back in. I did not recognize any of them. And on top of that, in the video, it sounds like Taylor uh, Williamson is not is not even going to be competing. It sounds like to me that she's retired. I that's how off the back of last year. That's what I thought was happening. Yeah, she kind of she wants to work. Yeah, like a job. I don't that. mean she wasn't working before. Sorry, Tyler. No, it's okay. <laughs> we go. <laughs> she alluded to that for about the past year, year and a half. And and the only person I and the other person I saw working out there was a guy named uh, Will, and he was a coach. Carney. So so it's a bit of a misnomer to say that the athletes are rolling back in, because one of the guys is a coach, one of them is someone who's retired, and the other two I'd never heard of. Will Carney was at semifinals, Tory, and he just missed out on the games last oh. year. Okay, okay. Who was supposed to be on Zach George's team or no? Someone else. Hmm. No, no, never mind. Okay, you'd know. That's from your side of the ocean. No, it's the far side of my side of the ocean. Will Carney's Australia. He's a Torian. Roger. No, Will. Both, both <laughs> islands. Both islands. And then, um, 
And then also in the video, they said that they were going to be uh, there's going to be some Wadapalooza qualifier uh, testing going on at the camp there. So that means some people there are probably going to try to go to Wadapalooza and they have to do the qualifier. And then I think he said rogue prep. Is there anyone in the proven camp that's doing? Um, is there anyone in the camp that was doing uh, going to rogue? Crouch, Jake. Well, he's not there, but hey, wait, wait, a better question would be: Is there anyone left in the proven camp? Well, that's what we're going to find out, I guess, when um, Saxon comes. We're going to find out at least where, where uh, yeah, he is. He jumps on the show. Hey, is there anyone left over there? There, uh, there, there, there. I, I saw that um, – I also watched the Justin uh, Medeiros video. Justin Medeiros coming back. And uh, it's his first video. It says first week of training. It's him and Ellie. And a couple other people I didn't recognize. I, I see something. I, I, Justin looks serious as a heart attack. Look cleaned up. Looks a little older. Looks mature. Looks. I don't know. I'm. I'm back. In, I'm. I'm. I. I think I'm going to put him as number one again. You are so fake. I'm putting him as number one again. I'm telling you, just from watching this one video. He. He. It's. I'm. I'm. Uh. I'm him. Him and Travis Mayer. Both. Uh. Travis Mayer top five and Justin Medeiros. Um. Top one. Game champ. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's going to win. Yeah. So what does it for you? The hair? His hair looks Every, good. Everything. He's on it. His hair he seems – he's he, did you guys watch the video? He's calmer. He looks good. His face looks more mature. His hair looked better. His movements look good. Ellie looked calm. Ellie's like a like a, a real adult when she talks. As opposed she's to – yeah, They're not just too – like I, I want, I want to be like, hey, it's two goofball kids who work really hard, but they shouldn't have got together. That's kind of the camp I started in. Like, what are they doing? They're going to be a distraction for each other. And then after seeing this video, video, I recalibrated. I'm like, wait a minute, these are two mature, seasoned athletes that are um, that are going for it. Look at you, they're, Heather. They're dancing um, with the dog on Justin and Ellie's story, just to undercut what you're saying. Oh fuck! Here. Thank you, Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, his hair does look good. It does yeah, actually hair look really good. Great. Yeah, yeah. That's what I wanted to say. I just wanted to see his hair. It looks great. Like That's top ten hair right there. Yeah, there's there's a calmness to him, a calmness to Ellie. Uh he looks uh just he just he just seems uh comfortable. Um what is Ellie Ellie mentioned that she's going to said right there. Pardon me? Comfortable. One more time. You said the word comfortable. Yeah, comfortable. You said he looks comfortable. Comfortable. That's not a, that's not a good thing. I'm comfortable in his own skin. That's all, you also have to consider the fact that, like, the, say where they are there now, that facility didn't exist. Like, they've built that. They've moved. They've, like, all the change has already happened. So there is that element as well that, like, all of the upset, all of the, you know, imbalances or whatever like okay fuck it i'm kind of moving over to savannah side and being like yeah maybe he's right because like now things are settled now things are like there's there is no more change now everything's kind of done and it's like they can focus on what they need to focus on apart from the dog let me give you some other data points um uh he, he's entering a uh on december 16th justin's entering a powerlifting meet awesome yeah and you know what that tells me? He don't give a fuck. He's confident. He doesn't care what if he wins or loses. Oh, oh, oh. go ahead, Tyler. What? You don't like it? 
Finish your finish your thought. Okay. It just, it just makes me think that he he knows he's the best at what he does in the world, and he's going over there humbly to enter his hat. He, he knows he probably has no chance of winning, but he's still going to do it. And uh, I just like it. It, sh- it shows uh, out of his comfort zone. It's the kind of things that you might hear like a Miko Salo or a Matt Fraser do. Hiller, you're a coach. You got an athlete who's worn out. What do you have them do? Probably a powerlifting competition. Oh, no, really? You're saying it's fun. It's something different. It's fun. He likes lifting. Lifting's not nearly as stressful. He can go. It's not It's not his environment in which he takes over. It's just I'm going to go and compete and, and do something I don't normally do. It's still competitive, but it's fun. And so he's, he also well, turned out rogue, didn't he? Just to be clear, are you saying it's a good thing or a bad thing? It's a bad it. thing. It, it okay, yeah, yes. It's fun, it's fun to be a good thing. He's like overworked, so this is fun. So it's stress relieving. But which to one me, is it? to me, it signals something to watch. Either he's so stressed out that he needs to take that time, he needs to go have fun, uh, versus I'm tuned in and I don't need to go have that fun. It could be a good thing in that. Hey, bro, take your take your rest and and like get rejuvenated. Do you're gonna be fine? Like or it's oh shit, we have to totally retract for everything we've been doing and you need to go galvan off for a little while. Do you think that's the only time we'll see him compete before semifinals? I hope not. So either way, you're saying it's probably a good thing, but I'm saying that it shows a lot of confidence and that he's 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 ready to put it on the line and you're saying uh no it might be that he's just he's 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 doing something that's a little easy and that's why Hiller threw in well he's not doing rogue yeah and which kind of which kind of fits with your narrative but either way you're you're saying it's probably a good thing to mitigate something but we're saying it's for different reasons i think i think it's something to watch um, okay it i don't think it's good or bad it's just after you'll be able to tell i think his next competition you'll know uh, Chris I, Giles, uh, he's ta- he's taking the pressure off and getting his hunger back. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, go ahead, uh, Hiller. I, I like the idea of seeing what his lifts are going to be in a powerlifting. Well, yeah. Squat, bench, deadlift, in the, or what's the order of that? Bench, squat, deadlift, deadlift, bench, squat. It's all those. I don't know which one's last and first. But it's going to be cool. And I always thought that these events would be great to have in the CrossFit game system, somewhere like a semifinal to quarterfinals. I mean, they have the other total. But a powerlifting total would be cool, very cool. It's like five minutes to do each lift or something like that. What do you guys think about this? He's been on the show before, and he's like, yeah, I just I just ran my mile or something, and he PR'd it or something. He ran a mile. And I said, what's your mile time? And he kind of joked, wouldn't you like to know? And then we joked throughout the show, I think, and I was asking him what his mile time was, and he didn't want to say. And I appreciate that. I, I don't blame him. What yeah, do you guys nah. think? Yeah, tell me what. So now he's going to go. He's going to do this bench, squat, and deadlift, or whatever those three w- movements are. And you know, every fucking Tom, Dick, and Harry in the world is going to do it right after he does it. To be like, okay, I can beat him. Right? I, I yes? like that no? about him. I think he had to change something. So I think that you like good. that about Justin that he's like, fuck you. I don't care. You could beat my numbers. I'll still beat you. It doesn't, doesn't freak me out. Correct. Yeah. I mean, everyone kind of really knows what everyone's capable of. I mean, Brian has almost made a living off of just like sitting there knowing what every athlete can do. So you'd imagine that the athletes have those people as well, especially when it comes to the lifts. If you have to do a lift here at the CrossFit Games and you're buying for a top 10 spot, you, you kind of know what you have to do based upon the history of the sport. Everyone's got their numbers everywhere. Uh, Wad Zombie says, 
what's but I, do like it. I think it's cool in the same way that like Frazier reached out for powerlifting help at one point in his career because his deadlift sucked and still does. Uh, uh, <laughs> Wad Zombie. Uh, I drove by Wad Zombie, the uh, creator of the new um, uh, James Spray card, which you can see behind uh, Tyler Watkins there. Um, says, uh, I drove by his house the other day. It's beautiful. It looks beautiful. It looks really cool. Andrew Cleary, thank you, brother. Appreciate it. That's I'm, I'm going to make the assumption you're a boy. Uh, thank you. Uh, Harry uh, Paratestes, he's entering his influencer years. Oh, <laughs> the name. <laughs> what? Harry Paratestes. Oh, this is crazy. Did you write this? Yeah. Oh. He was calling me an NSYNC member, and I'm a Backstreet Boys member myself. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, okay. For a second, I was like, dude, I always thought that was you, and someone's writing. <laughs> uh, Thomas uh, Stroud, uh, he got last in the total in 2020. He's going to get buried. Another loss in competition isn't good for his <laughs> mental health. Oh. Hey, Thomas, calling it how he sees it. Wow. Well, 2020, uh, there's only five dudes there. And it also wasn't a bench press. It was a straight press. I know it was four years ago or three years ago. I don't know. Yes. Hey, I think, if, I think if he beats one person there, it's a win, to be honest with you. He's you going he to can, a specialist uh, field. He totals over 1,500. 1,500 is like the, the bare minimum mark for a good power lifter, I feel like. Dude, there's no way he No does. way. 654? He can't deadlift six. He can't back squat five. He can't bench four. So he, he'll, he'll, hit like, he'll hit like a mid fives deadlift, like 550. I'd be shocked if he could bench over 335. And then his best squat will be 465, 475. Pedro, what's your all-time best deadlift? Um, In kilos or pounds? Pounds. Stone. Fuck all. Fuck all. <laughs> That's oh. mean, does that mean a lot? I mean, uh, the bar I, is full. No, I'm not very strong. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, Have you deadlifted 300? What's that? Yeah, that's like 150 kilos, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I can go over that. Yeah. Oh, well, shit. I don't know about it now, but like, give me five minutes. Three sixty-five in the tank, right? You can do what, that. What's the most? What's the most you've done, Hiller? Six fifteen. Six fifteen. Yeah. What's the most you've done, Tyler? Four twenty. I have a terrible deadlift. I think hey. I've done. I think I've done three seventy-four. And I yes, I did it on purpose. I did three, what, 374? 415? 420. Oh, 420. Oh. Oh, and, and, and well, you did 374, Pedro? I think, yeah. Um, like about 170 kilos. That's about 374. I think well, my I, best ever is 315. I was going to ask. Which is 300 pounds less than Hiller's. Holy <coughs> oh, that's cool. When I was at your that place. That's not well, cool. That's not cool if you're me. I wanted you to pull 300 pounds and you wouldn't do it. You're terrified of it. I'm terrified of it. Jeez Louise. Rambler, 445. Oh, my God. That's, I love the honesty, 374, because that's supposed to be a shit lift. It is a shit lift. <laughs> no, I was well, so proud. Of, I was so proud of my... That dude moved up on his back, you know. Say you know that, that again? 374, what? 170 kilo. Yeah. Same number that guy shimmied up his spine. I lifted it up to his asshole, and he did the rest. <laughs> I think my I think I also did it in a workout and I did like I ended up doing ten of them. I did seven and three or something. Something weird like that. My max I did for seven reps, which is kind of weird. Hey seven, how fast are you? 
Like if not, I had told you on the assault runner, how fast do you think that thing could get up to Watts? Oh, I don't know. I'm challenging you. I want to know. Okay. For, for how long? Crazy. Just see how fast I could run on okay. it. Just yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Max I'll, that thing. I'll put a camera on it so I don't even have to look at it. We all have to start doing these challenges and mixing them together, by the way. The baseball throw, the friggin' going outside and running as fast as we can. I was so Hit. proud of my baseball throw. <laughs> Hitting a guard in the head with a frisbee, all that shit. <laughs> yeah, all that. Uh, Enola Kai uh, uh, made a post recently um, saying that uh, – was he going to make it into Rogue? My stats are 500 deadlift, 500 squat, 500 – right. What's going on here? That's your background. <laughs> <laughs> I love that's that his face but it's edited into a female that's my that's that's what i look like when i shave <laughs> that, yeah when the hair is done i'm telling you i've told you guys a million times i'm non-binary i walked by the window the other or the mirror the other day with my man bun and i thought i looked like a fucking uh woman i was like wow i'm as i get old that happens in Olakai, is there any other names like i have never just said his first name never or just his, like, I always say the whole name every time I say his name. I feel like yes. if I met him, I'd say, hello, Anolakai. How are you, Anolakai? You know, I just can't separate it. Some yeah, people are like that. Like, I have a buddy whose name is Mike Brown, and I've never called him anything but Mike Brown. <laughs> <laughs> but every time I see him, hey, Mike Brown. I, uh, it looks like, so this is uh, his post. Uh, I took on the Rogue Invitational Qualifiers with two aims, to stay true to myself during the workouts and to earn a spot among the elite at the competition. I felt in control during the qualifiers, pushing my limits while balanced, uh, balancing mind, body, and spirit. Ending, ending tied in the sixth position, I awaited the outcome of video review with confidence. Uh, for those unfamiliar, this process requires a thorough display of movement standards. However, I was hit with a significant penalty during my third workout due to clear oversight on the final lunge. Oh, yeah, I wanted to show you guys this. Have you guys seen this? Mm-hmm. This is this is fucking tough, dude. This is a fucking hard way not to make it to Rogue. Look at this. So tell me what happens here. He doesn't stand up. He didn't stand up all the way. Just is that, that one. just that last one? Yeah. But look at look at. He just there now. See, he just his right yeah, leg. No, no, hips are not so, like it's it's the rule, but it's so harsh, like. It's oh my god, dude! It is the rule, but it's just harsh on him. Like it's a hard pill to swallow. But he took it like a champ. In fairness, oh my god! You know there where he says, "I waited my video video review of confidence." That's where the Morgan Freeman voiceover comes in, saying he should not have been confident. <laughs> like, dude, that's brutal, dude. I'm not saying that like Rogue did anything wrong, but that's brutal. Yeah. Harsh but fair. Hey, you tried to send me that, but for some reason, I just kept on getting pictures of it. And then I went to go check my Instagram, and I can't fucking get in there. <laughs> can you? Can you? When you see that in your rogue, or you're running a competition, do you change it after that? Do you be like, okay, on the last one, you don't have to stand up; you just have to get over the line. The line has to fall on somebody, as in the judging line. It's gonna. I think this is always Bill's point. It, you have to put the line somewhere, and that's the line. Bill Grundler. Yeah. It's like here. Let me play it for you again. Like that's even hard to catch as a judge. I mean, this happens so quick. I had to watch it like three times before I saw ex exactly why he didn't. No, dude, his shoulders are never over his hips, and, and like it's it sucks, but he 
Is he standing up? Would you say he's standing up in all the other ones? Um, no. Well, that's interesting when you put it that way because, no, he's not really ever up, but he's especially not up on that last one. Oh, God, that's just fucking brutal. So this really was what kept this dude out? That is unfortunate. Don't worry, Pedro. Very soon you're going to have a 32-inch monitor. You're going to see exactly what the rest of us are seeing. Don't worry. He's like a TikTok on your screen too, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it looks like um, the submitted score was 1021, and he got so he got a two-minute and three-second penalty. Is that, is that how that works? At the end of the um, – so the thing that the CrossFit game season has done pretty well is for stuff like that, they add seconds. But this is two minutes for that? That seems like a bit much for me. How he many? Was it. there just one set of lunges? Like, did he do that multiple times? Oh, I don't yeah. know. I was to me multiple times. I don't know what the workout is. Hey, and kudos to Rogue, dude. That's giving the athletes a yeah. lot right there, right? Yeah. That's that's beautiful. Here we go. It says you did not meet the movement standards for the dumbbell suitcase carry. Specifically, at the end of the 25th, 25-foot section. But that doesn't mean – that means that every single one – potentially questionable he's doing, he's doing that but they're pointing out that one spot in particular that's kind of how i read it i really like though how he said despite deeming the penalty a bit harsh and committed like he's just saying like okay yeah whatever move on he's not like it's not a sob story or it's not a oh fuck this like let's cancel rogue he's like you know he's just ex taking his medicine yeah oh yeah he handled it well i love yeah. i love i love seeing what rogue gives the athletes too it's beautiful it's the whole thing is clean there's no no one take this as complaining the whole fucking thing is clean right. uh, it's nice uh someone in here says uh saber and kelly say where is john young he told us where he was at i think he's, he's really disappointed. Coaching. coaching yeah coaching okay i think he's really disappointed i moved the show from 6 30 to 6 to 5 30 to 5 to 4 to 4 30 to 4 <laughs> yeah i kept moving it back um I got a friend in town who's leaving for five weeks tomorrow, and I want to hang out with him one last night. So there's that. All right, Anola Kai. Uh, sorry, brother. Uh, thanks for sharing that. It's cool to see what's going on um, behind he, the scenes. He, he podiumed in Madrid, so not all bad. He's on a team. Okay. One of the training who, who, who beat him? Noah and those guys. Los Niños. Hey, what do you guys think about Ricky winning um, Rogue? Guy with a fucked up shoulder. Uh, still in rehab, uh, wins rogue. Can guy with fucked up shoulder beat guy with fucked up foot? Who's the guy with the fucked up foot? Roman. Oh. That's what you think? I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. Hi. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Saxon? What's going on, man? Hey, Good man. to see you, dude. You look tail. Yeah, I try and stay out of the sun, but it's kind of... I'm no, it's good. Sometimes, <laughs> good time. Saxon, could you rotate your phone? Will Will it still have a place to stand propped up? How's that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, now you've conformed. You've completely conformed. Kind of looking down, now but Peter can we'll see make you. it work. That's good. No, we won't look up your nose. We won't look up your nose. <laughs> uh welcome to the show. Hey, how are things? Are you um? Are you just let's just dig right in. Are you getting at it? Are you? Uh, has the season started for you? Are you are you looking at 2024? Like, yep, I'm going to the games. I mean, yeah, that's all. I mean, it's been that thought, you know, all summer. 
And the and the foot the story that I heard is that you had plantar fasciitis you and you were dealing with that and that's basically what kept you out of the games is that a fair assessment? Yeah. Um, so what happened was I had a little plantar fasciitis going into semifinals. Um, so I was really trying to avoid running, jumping, things like that. And as we got closer, obviously was still uh, still hurting to where. It was actually a lot that happened this whole season. Um, I guess I'll start at the beginning. During the Open, I ended up um, getting a bulging disc in my L4, L5. So I lost um, feeling in my left foot. So I actually wasn't able to, like, move my toes, um, which was a pretty big concern considering it was, like, two weeks out from the Open. Uh, so I ended up having to go get that looked at. And uh, so for me, going through the Open, it was like, okay – Let's get through, give it up my best effort, but don't put myself in a position where I'm going to make things worse and just focus on um, starting to just get healthy. Uh, so that happened through the open. I didn't lift a barbell all the way through quarterfinals. So we got to quarterfinals. Because uh, of that disc? Because of the bulging disc? Yeah, I just needed time to heal. Um, so going into quarterfinals, didn't really lift much of uh, heavy weights in general, and it was just get healthy. Um, so I ended up getting through quarterfinals and it was like, all right, time to throttle down and really crank things up. And, you know, I was doing a lot of running and I remember I was running at the track one day and um, my left foot just started to get a little uncomfortable. Uh, and I actually had a, it was a, we were at a college campus and an athletic trainer came over and she's like, Hey man, you're running, your running looks horrendous. I was <laughs> like, cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> so I ended up stopping, um, just because I didn't, I didn't know what it was. Um, kind of assuming like I've never really dealt with any injuries throughout my career. Uh, so kind of dealing with those two things. So I started to dial back on the running. Uh, got through, got two semifinals, and we. Saxon, hold out. on. Sorry, let me let me stop you here, uh, real quick. When she said your running was horrible, what was causing that? The plantar fasciitis or the bulge? You were doing some sort of weird compensation because of the bulging disc and the numb foot. No, it was the plantar fasciitis because I was doing running up to that point. Um, you know, I was starting to put in the volume um, and that started to happen. Um, so as I was running, I was like, all right, get through one more interval. When I felt my form starting to break down to where I, I looked like a um, gazelle that was shot. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was just kind of like limping through the 400 and I knew it looked bad. So I was like, OK, let's just chill out and um, let that heal a little bit. So we ended up finding out, you know, two of the workouts were had running in it. Um, so, you know, my goal was let's get healthy. Let's make sure that we don't get that worse. You know, I'm not too concerned with those runs. It's more about just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, take, one, take, take one leg off. All um, right. So uh, I ended up dealing with that a little bit. Um, so got to semifinals. I felt pretty good. Obviously, I didn't feel you know, a hundred percent, like confident that, you know, it was going to, everything was going to look great. So I ended up getting to semifinals. Um, first event is what it was. I had some issues with my sled, but that's, you know, I think everybody dealt with that. Um, running felt pretty good. And we got to that box jump workout. Um, and as I was running, or I'm sorry, as I was doing those jumps, I still didn't have the feeling in, uh, I actually wasn't concerned about the plantar fasciitis at the time, um, but I still didn't have feeling in my toes as much. So when we had to do those single legged pistols, 
the stability on the left leg was just horrendous. Um, so I had to take those pretty slow. So I was like, okay, let's focus on the pistols. And um, I ended up going on those box jumps. And I, when I landed on a box jump, like on the ground, I felt like just this cooling sensation through my foot um, that I was worried about jumping up for the next repetition. Luckily, I, I was worried about falling on my face, but I ended up making it, I think I had another rep or two. And then we ended up hitting the time cap in that. Um, so finishing that event, I couldn't even get off the floor. I had, uh, Will Moore luckily was in the lane next to me, my training partner, and ended up helping me get off the floor after that. Um, wow, that's and, serious. Yeah, and I just, I, I couldn't put weight on my foot. Um, and I didn't know what it was. Uh, I ended up talking to medical back there a little bit and, um, you know, they said, you know, if you want to continue, continue kind of like a judgment call for me. Um, so I ended up lining up for the next workout the next day, which was Diane. And I ended up having to wear lifters for that just to take a little bit of, um, pressure off that plantar fasciitis. Um, and what they were worried about was there being a stress fracture in there. They didn't even think it could have been plantar fasciitis, um, because I couldn't put any weight in my heel. And I couldn't put any weight in the sole of my foot either. So I was pretty much living on the outside of my foot. Um, and, you know, that's, that's how I walked around, you know, for the, that night and that day. Uh, I remember that night, I couldn't even stand in the shower. I had to kind of sit there in, in the shower and, um, you know, take a shower that way. It hurt so bad. Um, Can you tell people what it felt like for people who've never had a, a plantar fasciitis? Yeah, I, it's hard to explain. It's literally like you do everything you can to avoid putting any weight on your midsole. So I ended up because it feels like that. there's a tack in there, right? It feels like you're stepping on a tack, and then when you touch it with your hand, there's nothing there, but you can swear when you walk that there's a nail in your foot, right? Right. It's um, bizarre. It's so bizarre. So we were taping it, and you know, Brooke had a very similar injury, so. Her tape, like her tape, I mean, she was able to tape that and I think feel pretty good. I don't, I don't want to say good, um, but she's like, I was, she was moving around great and everything. I'm like, man, like, am I just being soft? Um, so I was like, put that tape on tighter and yeah. ended up going out and taking the floor for the next event and um, just a lot of compensating, you know, leaning more to the, my right side. Um, so we came to um, the point where, you know, we had to do a back-to-back -back run and a heavy snatch. Um, and as I was warming up for the snatch, I wasn't hitting over 185. And that was just because I couldn't put any weight in that foot at all that, you know, I wasn't going to be able to snatch more than that. And if I did, chances are, you know, I could have blown my shoulder out, blown my hip out because the compensation was so horrendous. What is your um, all time PR in the snatch? 295. Oh shit. Okay. Um, so he would have been on <laughs> Not only that, but it was also the run. It was, it wasn't a run, you know, it was a limp <laughs> and gazelle. it would have looked Yeah. It would have, yeah. Shot gazelle. It actually looked worse than that. But, um, so I ended up making the hard decision that, you know, even if I wanted to take the floor, yeah, you know, I could have went out there and sucked it up and, but what damage was going to come from that? Like, you know, it, am I going to rupture it completely? Is there something else going on in there? Um, that I knew it wasn't, it just wasn't a smart decision to do that. You know, I wasn't going to hit over 185. I wasn't going to 
run something super crazy um, that, you know, out of a seven event weekend, you had two back-to-back events right there. So uh, ended up coming up with that hard um, decision to have to pull out of semifinals. Ended up going and getting some scans and I ended up having a, I want to say it was a nine by 16 millimeter tear in my plantar fascia. And then in my heel, it was a level under a stress fracture. So because of that stuff was going on in the heel, the tape wasn't doing anything because are those two was, related? Are those two related? Yeah. I just think it was just compensating from the plantar fasciitis that, you know, I was putting more weight in the heel and the heel was taking more. And then all of a sudden the heel couldn't take anymore. So then it started to go to the outside of the foot and it was just a hot mess. Wow. So, so the heel, the heel had a fracture. Yeah. It was like, I, I don't they, exactly Did they x-ray remember. it? Did they x-ray it? Yeah, I did x-rays and MRIs on it. Wow. Um, it wasn't a complete stress fracture. I don't, I don't exactly remember what it was, but they pretty much said it's a level under being what a stress fracture would be. Um, well, I take it your back's better. Yeah, the back feels good. Um, even going into semifinals, the back was fine. Um, obviously, <laughs> I, had that, I had that stuff in the toes. Um, okay. But I just felt like, you know, the doctor said that's just going to take time. Uh, more than anything it's just be smart avoid um compound movements for as long as i can uh, and i feel like the last about six to eight weeks it started to really clear up to where you know i was able to do pistols for the first time on one foot and um i'm back to running and jumping somewhat and yeah have you ever and- had fasciitis before no no it just kind of popped up this year mm-hmm what do, you, what, do you have any idea why that would have popped up this year? Uh, you know, I, I would say overtraining. Um, overtraining, I would say whether it would be jumping rope, uh, running, you know, box jumps. You know, I, we had those movements. I remember, you know, I did a jump rope clinic. Um, so, obviously, I, like, I was really bad at the crossovers. Um, so, the athlete I am, I'm like, okay, I want to figure these out. So, spend some time jumping rope. And then, you know, we have a track day. Um, you know, we have box jumps. So yeah, obviously, you know, you get that from overtraining, but you know, that's the sport we signed up for, you know, injuries are going to happen. Um, and for me doing this since I was 12 years old, for me to just face these injuries over the last year, I would say I'm pretty lucky and blessed that, you know, that's all I've had to deal with so far. And now it's okay. What am I going to do moving forward to keep myself healthy? And to make sure that that doesn't happen again, because, you know, being 27, I would say like, I'm right in that prime year. And like, you know, I lost a year that I'll never get back. Um, and that's something that doesn't sit well with me. So for me, it's, you know, creating some changes in my training and, you know, setting myself up in the best position to have the best year yet this, this upcoming year. Changes in your training. So just less volume. Uh, I would say just being more strategic on things. Um, having more input in, in what I'm doing um, and just having better communication, you know, with what feels good, what doesn't feel good, not this is what needs to happen. There was a good chance you were going to break the top 10 this year, healthy sacks and pan chick. Very good. Yeah. Chance. Very, very good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard because, you know, I, I would say last year I came off, what I would say was probably one of my best years, you know, doing yeah. well in the open and quarterfinals and semifinals, the games weren't the best, um, even though that's really what matters. But, you know, I felt like I was 
on a trajectory to having the best year yet to having my worst year. Uh, so it was kind of a roller coaster over these last two years. And for me, it took a lot of reflecting as to, okay, what works for me? What doesn't work for me? And how do I get back on that path of, you know, having an amazing season? Um, was that your, was last year your first year with, with Proven? Yeah. So I moved down to Nashville. Um, it was like a week before the Open. And where did you, where were you training before that? Cleveland. At home. You were, you were training at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me and my brother. So you were at the at the at the Panchik uh, Training Academy that no one doesn't get doesn't get much publicity. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And like basically between your gym and like mentality, <coughs> getting at it. Yeah, I mean, so Spence and I we have a gym. Oh, Spencer, or were you training with Spencer? Spencer. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, Spencer. okay, okay. Sorry. So we had like a two thousand square foot spot where it's just it was just us training. Uh-huh. Didn't have to really like we had an affiliate up there, and we ended up you know really wanting to pursue being. Uh, competitive athletes uh, and really like not have any regrets. So we ended up jumping into that and, and stepped away from running the affiliate for that year and really just focused on being athletes um, and just surrounding our, like, you know, I'm very big on you are what you surround yourself with. And, you know, I really tried to limit the people that I was around and really try and put myself in the best training environment possible. Uh, Saber and Kelly uh, Saxon is actually humble. He, he, Saber, you don't have to put actually. Like no one, no. It's not like holy shit. Everyone says he's a dick, but actually he's humble. No, no, no one well, says. I, you're I, a dick. I think the word actually is talking about someone else, not you know, because there's been use of the word humble. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> thank you. Okay, sorry, my bad. Right, right, I right. Damn, I'm so myopic. over his head. I'm, I'm so in the present. Uh, Saxon is humble. God, I'm. Uh, we we accosted uh, Mr. Uh, Sac- uh, Saxon Panchik at CrossFit East Nashville after he packed up to leave. And like douchebag fans that we are, we accosted him. Uh, and after he did a lot of hard work and a hard workout, he stayed to talk to us and take pics. He was very genuine. You're good people, Saber and Kelly. Good job. <coughs> Do you remember them at all? I, I know faces. <laughs> uh, he was the guy that grabbed your butt in the group photo now do you remember <laughs> yeah okay so you go there and it, um, had you ever been to a, a camp before had you ever trained like no, no. that was your first one mm-hmm. and, and and what we're hearing is, is that you're done there too you're, you had one year there got the experience and now you've left is that correct absolutely and and can you tell where are you going yeah i think um his coffee pods and wads on here he called it um, oh yeah he's so right here look 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 he's this guy in the corner yeah so i'm back working with facundo um okay he was who i was working with prior to proven um the relationship that we had and the communication we had was was incredible um it was something that you know i feel worked for me i liked the trajectory we were on we really had we had two seasons we worked together one was the covid games we want to call it and then we had um 2021 21 yeah um where i ended up taking fifth so that was my best games performance with him so back to that no shit in 2021 you took fifth sorry i didn't know that that's fucking crazy yeah gotta break that top 10 (laughs) yeah shit wow (laughs) hey Thanks for thanks for throwing thanks for someone throwing that John. If you would have been here on time, you would have you would have been, you would have said that. 
Oh, what you said wasn't true. It wasn't true. He was on. You didn't say it for the first time. You just said. I know, but I was trying to jerk him off with like saying he did great as an eleventh, and it was really kind of an insult because <laughs> he had a fifth. I would have pulled up twenty twenty one if I would have like been a little more on my shit. I know a Zachary Kadats fifth is crazy. Yeah, fifth is crazy. Let's let's see let's see who's whose company it's, you were in. It's not that hard to type in Saxon Panchik and all of his things oh. come up. Yeah, but Caleb's not, not here, John. Uh, let me bring this up, guys, so you can see. Wow, you are in good company. Hey, so are you on like um any kind of like um uh did you spiral from that? Are you in any kind of depression or you're on Xanax or anything from going from a no. uh no, okay. Uh Patrick Vellner, Brent Fikowski, Bjorgvin, Carl Goodmanson, Saxon Panchik, Yanakosti, Guillermo, uh Guillermo uh, Malheros, Alex Vigneault, Lazar Jukic, Noah Olson. <coughs> Scott, you beat the great Scott Panchik by a hundred percent. Yeah, I think, he was, at, I think he was at fifty. He was at fifty percent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn, dude. And and um, when you there is um there is a lot of talk that the proven people really that there might be some overtraining going on there. As a matter of fact, I think Dave said what Dave visited there in one of his videos. He said, "Holy shit, these people are training like crazy." And I think that those of us we heard that you had uh, plantar fasciitis. And Brooke had it, and so us pundits are like, "Well, shit, they're fucking. Maybe they're overtraining their athletes there." Is there any truth to that analysis? That like, hey, this has to be this, the the training there's tailored for fucking Tia the Great. And and um, here's the thing. I think I think something's going to, like it's not a one size fits all. Um, I think for some athletes, a training camp's great for them. I think for other athletes, you know, it might take them further away from it. Um, but you don't know unless you try. Uh, and that's kind of where I was. It was, okay, well, you know, Tia won the game six times. Um, Shane has an incredible resume. Um, I want to I wanna put myself in an environment with people that have done it before and that I wanted to explore something new. You know, I've, what I've grown up with in the sport is being in four walls with my brothers and just beating our heads against the wall and absolutely, like, just pushing the limits every single day. Um, and pushing each other and, you know, we have the ability to, to call each other out and, um, really like go at each other and it'd be healthy. And, you know, we could say one thing and forgive each other in the next minute, um, to now you go into a training environment with multiple games, athletes, males and females, um, that it's just, it's just different. It's different. Um, you know, was there, a point, I, was there a point that you knew it wasn't for you before the end of the season? Um, I think it's very easy to get lost in because as an athlete and, and when you have a coach, you know, you trust the process that you're going that, you know, the only thing that I was thinking about was show up at the day, you know, rest, um, be healthy, eat, fuel, train hard and, um, go home and repeat that, you know, I'm not thinking about programming. I'm not thinking about, you know, what's tomorrow or, you know, how this workout went. You know, I give my faith whenever I work with a coach to that coach that, you know, they're overseeing everything and um, they make sure that you're on the trajectory of where you need to go. Um, now I think like, this is where I think every athlete becomes different. Like I've grown up in the sport since I was 12. I've coached classes when I was 15, 16 years old um, that, I've programmed for the last seven, eight years. You know, I've went to the games two years and programmed for myself. And I think the best year I took when I was maybe like 22, 23, I took ninth programming for myself. Um, that 
I know how to coach. I know how to program. I know my, what my benchmarks need to be in order to go into a competition with confidence. Um, that, you know, whenever I start to work with a coach, I kind of let all of that stuff go. Um, cause it was new for me. And I think, so what's Facundo's role then if you're going to do the programming? Well, it's not an in-person Big- coach. So he's, he's still, he's going to do the programming. Um, he's going to oversee, Hey, you know, this is where your times are. This is where we need to be and really oversee that stuff. But I just, I, I think the one thing that I enjoy is that distance, uh, where, you know, I'm in a gym by myself. It's, it's kind of like I'm, I'm chasing ghosts. I don't know. I don't know where anyone is at. I don't know how hard they're working. All I know is I need to work harder. And, you know, whether that's me going to the games and taking 40th or whether that's me going to the games taking first, you know, it's me versus myself every single day in the gym, not me versus, you know, five, six, seven, eight training partners where, you know, you're constantly, you know, trying to trying to win and trying to gain that confidence through through beating your training partners. I think there's a time and a place for that, but I think to do that through an entire year, I don't think that's sustainable mentally for an athlete. Were there any other men in the training camp? Yeah, I mean, th- there was multiple people. So we had Will Morad, Luis, oh. Oscar, Mora. Um, oh, right. Cole Grishbauer came through there for a but little not bit. Yeah, for one year you were there, too, was the year Tia took off, right? Uh, no. So, yeah, I've been there with two years. Okay, so two years. Okay. First year was the year. Um, I ended up winning the open, my semifinals. So everything was looking like solid, uh, very happy. And then obviously I went through this year and, you know, I ended up getting hurt. So it was one extreme to another. Okay. And one, go ahead. Go ahead, Pedro. I, well, so Saxon, I'm, I'm the oldest of three brothers. So I, like I recognize with you and your brother's situation. And I've always thought that we were all three best when we were together. And so I wonder why, like, forgive me if I'm pushing too far, but I always wondered why you wouldn't go back home. Because I'd imagine you, you probably feel the same way. <clears throat> Absolutely. I think um, I want to explore everything. I want to know, you know, Scott came through the sport. I watched everything that he's done to train. I know, I know his work ethic. I know the work ethic. You need to go to the games nine, ten times. Um, that that's not something that I'm missing. What I'm looking for is those missing puzzle pieces that are going to take me to the top. How does the conversation in- initiate back with Facundo? Like, do you go back and say, hey, sorry, I messed up. Like, can we, or like, does he approach you? How does that happen? Yeah, no, we've stayed in contact for the last two years. Um, anytime, I mean, Facundo was the first real coach that I've worked with um, that I wanted to keep that relationship. You know, he's never done anything wrong to me you know he's um always wanted my success when i when i approached him and told him hey um you know i'm i'm looking for more i'm looking for a training group i'm looking for people to push next to every single day um can you provide that and it was something like no like i'm a remote athlete like how how are we going to do that um and it was very respectful and um it was just something that I wanted to explore as an athlete of like, Hey, is this something that I'm missing that's going to move the needle one or 2% or 10%? Uh, he was very understanding of that. And he supported that all the way through and checked in with me through the past two years. And we just kept that relationship rolling. Uh, make what's great again. Saxon had his best year when I was still training with him. I've also heard that to be true. Oh, <laughs> 
Uh, Mr. Woolley has some great stories about training with you. Uh, Chris Giles, fifth and close to third. That is correct. Uh, Brent Fikowski had 1,028 points that year. Saxon had 996. Fourth place was just 1,004 points, only eight points ahead of him. So, that, I mean, that was a really uh, close uh, year. Um, yeah, I want to say this real quick. There's this comment here. Yeah. Uh, don't know all the all the hype for Facundo is, and I mean, other than the things that Saxon said right here, every conversation that I've had with Facundo, he is super invested in the success yeah. of his athletes. And absolutely, we all you got to say about that. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I've never had a conversation with him that's with anything other than something to benefit his athlete. He's always looking yeah. for him. Before absolutely. you answer that, I, I want to say one thing before you answer that, uh, Saxon. Um, uh, Good, Tony, uh, fair question, um, because it is hard to see what, what value Facundo adds because you're on the outside, right? We're all on the outside. Um, and you write, don't know what the hype is for Facundo. Kind of strange and sounds like he has way too many athletes to actually be beneficial. I want to say this. It's a crazy resume the guy has. So it's weird to question whether he's good at rubbing backs, whether he's good at programming, whether he's a good hype man. I don't know what it is, but or whether he's good at programming. But here's the thing. He's got a ton of great athletes. But listen to this. Saxon Panchik is going back to him. So, it, I mean, that screams louder than having a massive stable that someone's actually coming back to you. So uh, go ahead, Saxon. Yeah, I think – I mean, it's going to be different, right? Like it's like I said before, it's not one size fits all. It's you might have an athlete come into a training camp and like it's the piece that they were missing, um, or they might come into training camp and be like, "Oh no, like this is taking me further from it." Uh, and I think it just depends where athletes are. Um, I don't think I don't think enough. Like okay, so here's an example: if I was to go work with, you know somebody that won on the male side or the female side, does that mean, you know, just cause they're my coach, I'm going to win. Absolutely not. Um, like, okay. So say they were the, they were your, uh, your competition. You think if you did the same training with them, you're going to get the same result. Absolutely not. Everybody has different backgrounds. Um, you know, you might be great at gymnastics and running and monostructural things. Um, but you know, you step up to a barbell and you can't move the barbell. You know, just because you're working with somebody that won the games or a coach that has created a, you know, one-time champ, two-time champ doesn't mean that that's what's going to be good for you. And I think it just depends. Um, I think athletes need to look and see, okay, what am I missing? Like, what have I changed and what have I tried and what worked and what didn't work? And I just, I think, I think it's important for athletes to be honest with themselves and figure out what that missing piece is and, and be willing to try different things. Um, Who was me, your coach there? Who was your coach at Proven? It was Shane. And, and did you see him a lot? When they lived here, yeah. Oh. Um, so there was a t- – they they mo- it, it, it changed. It's kind of changed throughout the year. Um, so, you know, we had moments where we all did the same program and we pushed each other and we created this – this training environment where, you know, you're, you're pushing the limits, but there's also times where, you know, I think they have three coaches where, okay, in the off season, you're going to work with your coach on filling some different gaps. Um, so yeah, it just, it, it, it changes. I think there, there's a lot of athletes, um, improving. Um, and for me, I just wanted a coach where I just have that communication, um, 
on a day-to-day basis of you understand what I'm doing. Like it's not what's good for everybody. It's what's good for me. And I think there's so much more to the sport than just the fitness. I think there's a lot to how you train and your nervous system and, and recovery and hello. Um, Hold on one second, caller. Go ahead. Finish texting. Sorry. Like you, you can't go and you can't beat your head against the wall every single day. Um, that you just got to find what works best for you. Caller, hi. What? Go ahead. Hey, Sevy, it's Plummer. Uh, quick question for Saxon here. Just wondering, um, what were those like one to ten percent things you took away from uh, your time at the Proven Camp? If you have any that you can share. Great question, Will. Thank you. Yeah, um, honestly, you know, this is going to sound crazy, but I think the one thing that I picked up on um, was more than just fitness. It was it was the ability to grow mentally, to read, to seek, to seek more. Um, I think that was something that I was actually missing in my life to grow as an athlete, as well as a man um, that, you know, I started to explore, okay, how do I move in the direction of, of confidence in my training? Um, confidence in my ability and confidence to, to take the competition floor. Um, that's something that I faced a lot through my career, you know, where I spent my first three years, um, going to regionals and did I feel like I belonged there, you know? Um, and I felt like I was able to gain that knowledge and that confidence of like, okay, this is how you take the competition floor with confidence and the ability to back your fitness and the ability to back yourself. Uh, do you know, was there an exodus there? We're also hearing that all sorts of people are leaving. We're hearing that Brooke Wells left, that Sydney left. Was there, were there a lot of athletes that left, you know? Ah, I don't know. You know, I've really just kind of focused on myself. I think, like I said, everybody needs something different. Um, that I'm going to put myself in the best position moving forward. And, you know, what everyone else decides to do, that's completely up to them. Um, but for me, you know, it, it involved me making these changes. Awesome. And so, so when you say Facundo is your coach, is there a chance you're going to mayhem like actually physically, or you'll be staying in, uh, you're in Ohio, Nashville, Nashville. So sorry. Mayhem. Oh, you're mayhem. in You're you're not leaving Nashville. <laughs> no, I just bought a house with my wife and, uh, congrats, and, dude. Congrats. Thank you. So yeah, no, we're staying in Nashville. Okay. So you're close. So you can go up the road to the, to the barn. Absolutely. And I think, Nashville is the closest airport, so when Fukundo comes into town, swing by, pick him up, and head out and train. Awesome. Hey, dude, thank you so much. Look forward to talking to you again. Excited that you're back on the um, back in the saddle. Uh, it sounds like all the uh, metrics are headed in the right direction. Absolutely, I appreciate it. Hey, man. Hey, man. You and Hopper have a similar haircut. I know. I know. It's just who who makes it look better. You do. Who keeps it fresher? All right, dude. Cheers. Thank you so much for joining us. All right. See you guys. Ciao. Saxon Pancho. Nah, I'm good for a minute. I want to hear what the fuck's going on with John Young. What's up, dude? What's up? What you got? What are you bringing to the show? What are you bringing? What you got? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? I'm ready to go. I'm ready to leave. It's an hour and three minutes. <laughs> Wanted to do a John very short, short, short show. Okay, I'm sure I got something else in my notes. Hold on, let's do we, one. You have Facundo coming on like soon, right? I had to reschedule, um, but we do have him coming on soon. He, I chatted to him a good bit in Madrid. He is 
man, he's fucking cool. Like, one of the things I really like about him is that he's nerdy about it. As in, like, he's like us where he's like, hey, did you hear that such and such? Or like, hey, what do you think about such and such? You know, like, he's like gossipy and he's like, he's got his finger on the pulse and he cares. He's and, got like, his finger on the pulse, that's for sure. He was, um, one of the things I really like about him and Saxon kind of, uh, what do you call it? Echoed it there when he was like, oh, he stayed in touch with me when I was gone. He, um... He was coaching uh, Lazar Jukic and like the whole way through the weekend was basically coaching Luka Jukic. Like he doesn't actually coach him, but he was like, hey, can I get you anything? He's getting him food. He was, you know, like just good dudedness that I was like, that's fucking cool. Like he could easily just be like looking after Lazar, then heading off and finding Cara Frey. But he was like hanging around and like even when Lazar wasn't in the room, he'd go into Luka and be like, hey, can I get you some food or do you need some whatever? I just thought that was cool. It, um, it sounds like uh, piggybacking on Facundo, Pedro. It sounds like Facundo is very accommodating as a coach. That if you are someone who has special needs, this fucking guy will accommodate you. Like, you want to do some of your programming, you can do some. Or if you want him to do it all, you. It sounds like he's a big picture guy, and he gets in where he fits in. He sound he sounds like the perfect fit for uh, uh for Saxon. Uh, Kenneth Delab, I heard rumors that John Young hates mayhem. Uh, John True. That is not true. It's not true at all. Not I even close. Not even a little bit. You don't hate. You don't hate. You don't hate Rich Froning and and, and Posse even a tiny, like a small little bit. I dislike how much people like Rich Froning. God, I love Rich. No wonder you hate me. God, hey, are you off there? You uh, don't like anybody that's going to mayhem and not HWPO. I got rid of Tom, don't, you. don't read the comments, John. We'll just, John, we're talking to you. Jesus I'm Christ, mate. I'm he's sorry, trying to I'm find sorry. the one that says he What's isn't gay. That's what he's looking You'll... for that one. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to find one. Hey, I made a living riding Rich's nuts. I don't appreciate it. Okay. Uh, Emma, no, uh, so let's talk about Mayhem. You're cool. Second. Thank you. Good. Thank you. Uh, Emma and Nate and Don. Uh, Emma Carey, uh, Nate Ackerman. Uh, the kid with games aspirations and and Don or Dom Dom Dom, Dom from uh, Brute. Dom. I saw a video somewhere that those guys have arrived in Cookville, and I'm I'm excited for him. I'm excited to see how that turns out. I'm really excited about Emma Carey. Anything you want to say about that, Mister Young? <laughs> Will Emma Carey be the most successful female athlete ever at Mayhem? Who is currently? <laughs> Who is currently the, mo- the most successful ever? Oh, oh. Hey, that's an I interesting. I would argue the, the Nistler and, and Williamson, but yeah, I agree, I guess. Get out of if here. If we're talking it's about only it. individuals. Oh, no. Haley was fifth place. Hey, Emma, Paige Powers, Bailey Rail, and uh, Haley Adams. That's a fucking, uh, that's a stable of animals they got over there. Am I, I'm sure I'm leaving someone out. Who else they got? Women? Yeah, Victoria yeah, Bailey. Campos. Oh, yeah. But those other four like are, are like staples. Like I think if you go there and you open the door, you're like, yep, there they are. She lives there now too, or she did I, I wonder, last year. I wonder if there's any like uh threatenedness by Emma Carey. Any like cattiness. But what do you call uh well she'd have no experience of that? Um Facundo said that he, <laughs> Facundo said that he pairs them off. And like doesn't pair like he's he he worked with fucking UN or whatever in diplomacy and shit like so he's 
pretty good at this shit, but he like paired them off. He's he has all the different athletes paired off with other athletes that he thinks will complement but not threaten, but will work male male and weaknesses. Some male male. Um that I you guess know, Logan like, and Roman it. are paired together. Uh well I think they were yeah, from what he said, they were kind of paired together because Roman will say, like let's go gym and Logan will say, okay, <laughs> they'll go. Um, but I think he's pairing people with like, Oh, that guy's really, really good at weightlifting. And that guy needs to work on his weightlifting. And the guy that needs to work on his weightlifting is insane at cardio. And this other guy needs to work on his cardio. So let's put them two together. But then in other instances, he's pairing a male with a female to avoid that kind of like button of heads. Uh, one of my um, sponsors reached out to me the other day and they said, holy shit. And I said, what? And they said, on the build up to you filming the behind the scenes for the games, I thought you were joking or exaggerating when you said that um, people were trying to get it to stop you from uh, going to the games and film the behind the scenes. I go, no, not at all. And um, the, the, the sponsor then said to me, well, I know you're not joking now because of all sorts of shit that's swirling around right now with people calling your sponsors and trying to get you, um, us to stop being sponsors yeah so i just want to say to you the same thing happened when my instagram account was shadow banned people thought like i was just making it up and then all of a sudden they would follow me they would unfollow me or try to follow me or send me a dm and it would say are you sure you want to make contact with this person (laughs) it is real dude like there i should reach out to c4 and go hey guys have you been talking to anybody that there's people out there who actively spend their time trying to hurt other people it's not even like a little bit it's like a lot of bit and it's like it doesn't for thank god for me it doesn't work dude they're going but, straight to the sponsors that's yeah. like me but that's like me walking out of my house now walking past a neighbor's house and seeing them fucking jerking off in their living room and standing looking in the window pointing and saying everyone come look at this hey look at this guy's disgusting and instead of just walking past the window and be like oh fuck i shouldn't have looked in there and then maybe going home and or, tell them reach in and pull the blinds. I don't like the hat. metaphor because I'm not jerking off in my house. Let I was hearing say they're not even metaphor. jerking off. Oh, dude, I got a better one, Pedro. It's like you're walking around and you see the husband in his minivan jerking off, and then you go inside and tell his wife. <laughs> and his like, boss. No, and no his, jerking off his, in the his, metaphor. <laughs> huh? No, it's just like we have different name. When have you ever been anti-jerking off in a joke? (laughs) I just just don't understand why it's it's the one place in your life where you have total control over what you see and don't see, and what you have to look at and don't have to look at. Both to kiss a second instance, but like you, like they have full control. Like just unfollow block whatever you want to do but this shit of like all right let's get out let's sharpen the pitchforks and like hey why are you not sharpening your pitchfork what the fuck is wrong with you are you a bigot it's like no i just don't agree with what you're saying it's like well i fuck you i'm gonna burn your house to ground too oh hey the pitchforks is a very good illustration the pitchforks in front of the houses are a very good illustration yeah who does that exactly who does that not the good guys the good guys don't ever come to your house with a pitchfork all right. Uh, I think the show's over. Oh, let me ask you guys this. Do you, what do you guys think about Saxon Panchik's comeback? I mean, he he does he do it? Does he, he do it? A, he... You got a donation question there. I think he's. Uh, what, Don't uh, tell me what, what to do, deems, Pedro. Don't get all fucking controlling. What? Say that again, yeah. What deems does he do it? Like, what would be a comeback? Top ten. 
Uh, yeah, I think he has to do more than come to the games. I think we've expected him. He carries the name, the Panchik name. He, he. If I'm going to be completely fair, this isn't a dig at at, at at Spencer, although it could be taken as one. He he was the heir apparent to Scott, right? And um, and so yeah, is he going to do it? You know what I mean? Does, does he? Spencer's had yeah. Some is he going to do it? Is he going to get back up and be a top ten guy uh, for the next five years? He's on I the think, seven year journey. I think. He, I think he's capable ahead, of top 10, but it's right in that range, like eight to 15 anywhere. But I know it's a big range, but that's what I see when I see Saxon. He's very well yeah, rounded. That would be, that would be have impressive. Many holes. Yeah. But that eight to 15 range, the top, I don't see him getting better than that though, but I do see him being top 10 around for the five, for the next five years, unless he gets better. Hiller, do you see his injuries uh, causing a problem? Like, do, does, does any part of you go? The further away he gets from proven, the better. It's like Superman getting closer to the sun. Why, and why do you say that? Why don't you like the, 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 they produced the, the greatest CrossFitter who ever lived? You can say it, but training like Tia Toomey runs the normal human being <laughs> on the freaking floor and breaks okay. their feet. Uh, so, did you feel yeah. the same way at Mayhem when, it was, when Rich was training there? Who was, who was running to the ground over there? Not, not I'm saying when Rich well, he's admitted that. he's admitted to running people into the ground. Yes, yeah. You don't think Haley uh, was running to the ground? No. Um, I, I think that she's been training for her entire life, and it's just it just caught up to her. You think she was retrained, run into the ground? I don't think she was. Not by him. Yeah, I, I mean, think she I was, but I think, think she, she takes responsibility for it. I think she did it to herself. I think they were actually trying to tell her to train less. Uh, they were. Yeah. Damn, I ain't let no one talk shit about Rich on this show ever a fucking again. Hiller made me look like a douchebag. When? When you pulled that clip that made when 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 uh, one of my guests said something about Rich and I didn't fucking stand up for him. Uh, Tyler, what do you think? Uh, uh, Saxon, I don't want to talk about it. Saxon, so true. (laughs) Saxon, I mean Saxon. uh, Tyler Watkins. Um, from the Heat One app, uh, do you, what do you think? Any concerns that um, is this a new beginning for Saxon or is this the beginning of the end? He's been competing for eleven years. If you count every year he's done the Open since 2014, this will be his eleventh season. So you're getting towards the end of anyone that we know has trained that long and still remain competitive. Um, to me, I like that he is training alone. I, I am, I'm leaning more and more towards that being the style in which you train. You can go into a camp and get with some athletes and like, you know, play around for a couple of weeks and then come back out and go, go back to training alone. I think that's, that's probably the way to do it. I think ultimately he needs to go home. I think they have a winning formula there and he needs to go back under, under Scott's tutelage. Um, but I His understand why he's leaving. It's not. <clears throat> it's in it business. It house. is now. He's got a. He's that's got a not where home too. is. That's where they're doing. That's where you sleep. <laughs> okay. Andy Schneider. Hypothetically, someone wins the games, then the next year says no to people training with them. Will they be scrutinized for it or praised for it? Hypothetically, someone wins the games, then the next year says no to people training with them. Will they? Oh, what? What are you saying? Like if. If um, sorry, hypothetical. Is it Fraser did it for years? Yeah. If Alexis 
You're um, saying that basically you you win the games and all of a sudden you're like, okay, everyone who is here, now you got to go. I want it and I don't want you near me anymore. That's what he's saying? Or it's that you were training alone and then people want to train with you and you're like, no, thanks. So my Fraser. Yeah. I, I think it's, I I think it's fine whatever you do year to year. Yeah. I, I if mean, you it's, kick it's your journey. Out, I think that yeah. would be funny. Yeah, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, big, uh, big, uh, Baca 99. That's Sousa. It is Sousa. Yeah. That's female Sousa. It's Suzanne. <laughs> I thought it was Asia. I thought it was Asia Barto for a second. <laughs> I got a better one. You see a movie clip someone posted and call out that person to the world saying they're toxic. Oh shit. Who's right. the, uh, who's the hybrid girl? Steffi Cohen. Female Sousa looks like Steffi Cohen. Oh, wow. Oh, hybrid girl. That's the name of her company. Okay. No, her her company is called Hybrid. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, it took me a second. Yeah, it was I first. Knew, I, was I like, knew where Jesus. that was going. Jesus. <laughs> uh, Rich posted um, BLM's Black Square on IG and tried to burn Greg. Rich can Oh no 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 no. Did they did take he? the masks off of the Mayhem website yet? Did, did Rich really post Black Square? I don't think he did. I don't remember that. I remember him. Can I address the Mayhem hater thing real quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No. I know you're not. I know you're not a mayhem hater, by the I, way. Go ahead. I, I just said Saxon's perfectly capable of top ten. Roman Roman's going to be my pick to win the games all year until something, unless something crazy happens. And I'm the only one who took up for, or who's talked about Paige Powers as if she's not a back note. I'm not a mayhem hater. I just don't care for how much Rich gets sucked off by the rest of y'all. That's that's the only thing. All right. I think, I, I, good. I it's getting, think I good. It's getting crowded down here around his cocky Good. What's that? Um, what's that? Shakespeare quote: "Me think the lady doth protest too much." It's like he's making way too big of a deal. I'm like, I don't hate them. I swear, I swear, I don't hate them. Kenneth Delap, seven. No, read the comments before you pull that. them up. I can't. I can't read them before I pull them. Up. Takes the well, fun out. Question for me. I legitimately can't read them before you pull them up. <laughs> question for Hiller: uh, Mary, fuck, kill. Uh, Mike, uh, Wittius, uh, M- Mikey Wittius, um, Michael the fittest, Wittis. the, the Wittis. the fittest victim, uh, Danny Spiegel, or <laughs> I like, I like that one, the fittest victim, uh, or, or Mr. Uh, uh, I think it's hip and steel. Hip and steel sounds like he has hepatitis. Hip and steel. I'm marrying Hip and Steel. He don't have long to live, so I get I'm, whatever I'm, he gets. I'm marrying Hip and Steel as well. I'm, relative, I'm relative to the group, Tyler. Don't relative to the group. To yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna go with Spiegel, the bang because like female, and then uh, the dwarf is done. Sexist. <laughs> and she can make money off of that too, so it's a win-win. How? I'm not paying. Oh, OnlyFans. OnlyFans. God, a, a Hiller Spiegel OnlyFans. Holy shit. That's Fit Wars. That's Fit Wars, isn't it? Hey, <laughs> stranger things have happened, dude. Like what? I'm just telling you. It's no, like, I it's literally even... don't think they have those, Savannah. I don't think anything no, stranger than that has ever <laughs> happened. Dude, stranger <laughs> things have happened. I'm telling you. I would love dead. to watch just Hiller hit, hit on Danny Spiegel and just see what happens. <laughs> I thought that, that sentence so, was going that somewhere so else. so funny to me. All right. Uh, head off. <laughs> I um I appreciate you guys being on. Quick show tonight. 
Thank you very much. Uh, John, thanks for, uh, seriously, thanks for coming on. Uh, Pedro, thanks for staying up. Mr. Uh, Watkins from Heat One App, thank you. Hail or fit, I'm really, really, really looking forward to your next video. Dude, the intro. <laughs> I'm really, 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 really <laughs> looking forward to the movie I Am Legend. Uh, is that with Will Smith? Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing out here, Fred? <laughs> it's funny. I think it's funny, of course. How long are you in the penalty box? I don't know. Probably maybe forever. They, they might dump it forever. Kenneth Delap, what the, what the hell happened to the catcher and coming on the show? It seems so close. So, in all fairness, like to, for like I have to get up pretty fucking like high. That's your canceled account. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, we're reviewing your info. Oh, that's cool. Um, I have to get pretty high, like when I approach her, and every time I approach her, she's like, something happens, all legitimate shit. So, like the last time I approached her, do you know what I mean by I have to get pretty high? Like it, it's gonna be like you take, you take crack. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be like, uh, yeah, it's gonna be like doing right before I do Fran to have her on. It's gonna be like this, this um, you got to take a little bump. Coming, yeah, it's gonna be like this coming to Jesus moment, right? Facing like you know, a, a character, high profile character that's in my life. Yeah, like that, but different, but like that. Yeah, it's in the flight, fight or fuck, you know, kind of category of like where you get that adrenaline burst. So, um, so then right after the games, we talked, and then she's like, "Hey, I'm going to Africa," and then she told me the date she was coming back, and I said, "Okay, we'll do something then." She said, "Yeah, that sounds great," and then I've kind of blocked it out because I feel really good where the relationship's at, and I kind of don't want to fuck it up or like so just, just never talk to her again. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just like where it's at. Like it's good. It's good. And and I'm just kind of cruising on autopilot. I'm just chilling. Just chilling. Just, just fighting the good fight, spreading the love. Oh, all right, guys. for a very disappointing 15 seconds here. She's like, oh, hi, guys. It's like, all right, we're done. All right. Hi, Audrey. Um, what the? Uh... <laughs> come on the show, catching I can. I'm going to Mars. <laughs> love you guys. Uh, see you guys tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Bye-bye. You guys got to see this. What? Oh. Oh, shit. Wow. Wow. Oh, shit. I forgot to end the stream. Okay. <laughs>